0: Hey there, Bucks fans. Welcome into Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite, Casey Phillips, and Scott Smith here. And as always, this is where we take your questions, thoughts, comments, everything on your Buccaneers. And the way you can submit those to us is head over to Facebook and leave those comments underneath our live video there. So I know as we give people a chance to start submitting some of those, I figured, you know, we are finally getting to where training camp feels kind of close, that there's some hope and possibility there that it was so sad to have to miss things like OTAs and minicamp where we start to kind of get a feel for some of those position battles and maybe guys that could be vying for starting spots or vying for roster spots. So I wanted to hear, once we get a chance to see these guys out on the field, what are the position battles that you're going to be watching and and really excited to see how they play out?
1: Yeah, we really wish we could have seen all that. Uh, We'd have a better feel for it. Now it's basically just looking on paper as we've been doing – all off season, But, uh, you know, we'll be awfully glad when football does come back. Uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So uh, we'll just enjoy that. We'll enjoy the position battles even more. And um, to answer the question, I think it's pretty obvious to me that the part of the, the this position on the depth chart that has the most obvious and probably most intense competition is safety. And it's for a good reason, because there's a lot of potentially really good answers there. And, and while, you know, Todd Bowles will have some packages where he he puts more than two safeties on the field especially if somebody like Antoine Winfield proves to be capable of a really versatile role like a Tyran Matthew and you know Jason Light compared uh, Antoine to that but he wanted to make sure you know you can't take a guy that hasn't played in the NFL yet and say he's the same as a star but he just meant that type of player they hoped he could be that type of player and so there could be some packages with extra safeties on the field but still we're basically talking about two positions and there's Five guys I think that could legitimately consider starting options and that's obviously Jordan Whitehead who's had the most starts for safeties the last two years and then you drafted Mike Edwards in the third round last year and you know he maybe came along a little slowly last year but you know he could make a big jump at his second level and you just drafted Antoine Winfield in the second round and you prioritize that over a running back or receiver waited a little longer to draft to get those positions positions because you the team really wanted Antoine Winfield and then. Uh, and then you've got mm. Justin Evans, who hopefully was going to come back. That's a guy that we really would know a lot more about if we'd have had offseason workouts. But before he got hurt uh, in his rookie season, he looked like one of those playmaking safeties that's good against both the run and the pass that the Bucks have been trying to develop. And then even Dakota Dixon, who obviously hasn't played a down in the NFL yet, but the the Bucks were really, the coaches were really high on him last year before he, he hurt his shoulder in training camp. In fact, he'd moved all the way up to second on the depth chart. So uh, that's five guys that could conceivably be on the field a lot. It's going to be tough to to sort through that, but obviously that's a good problem to have. There's some other positions, but that's the one that really jumps out to me.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, I know one that a lot of people have been talking about is running back. So take us through some of the guys that we have in that room. And and you mentioned the idea that they had passed on potentially taking a running back to get Antoine Winfield Jr. So does that, to you say that they're really confident with who they already had in that room?
1: Well, I think what it means is they had uh, the running backs – their ranking of running backs doesn't necessarily reflect everything you saw in the pre-draft rankings in fact I think Bruce Arian said that after the draft when asked that very question you know because you passed on some guys in the second round that maybe were bigger names um, that you could have taken and then took Keyshawn Vaughn in the third round because you wanted to get Antoine Winfield and he said well you know not every you know our rankings weren't necessarily the same as everybody else so I think what it was was they felt confident they could get a player like Vaughn in the third round and and they're happy it went that way. And I I don't know if there's a whole lot of competition for roster spots necessarily at at running back there. There's not an overflowing amount of them. It's really a competition for how the roles are going to be defined. You know, uh, how much will Keyshawn Vaughn, as an example, split carries with Ronald Jones? You know, they, Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber split the carries relatively evenly last year, um, especially in the first half of the season. Will it be the same thing just slide Keyshawn Vaughn in for Peyton Barber? Uh, Will Keyshawn Vaughn become your primary pass catching back? And if so, that could get him a bigger share of the snaps. Where does Dario Gubawale fix in? Because he was your third down back last year, and obviously the team trusts him. He was our most trusted pass protector last year amongst the backs, which is why he was on the field so much on third downs. And then you got Raymond Kalei at the end. And, uh, you know, when you hear Bruce Arians talk about how much he's looking forward to Taking this sort of Swiss army knife guy and put him in a whole lot of roles. It's kind of exciting to think what he could become. So it's really a matter of defining roles. And that's not something that's necessarily going to be totally settled uh, by the end of training camp. I think that that's something that sort of develops as the season goes along.
0: Interesting. And how about at wide receiver? I mean, of course, we know Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Okay, put them over there. Great. We know we know that there's our top two guys. I do feel like this year has a little bit more in terms of um, up in the air about, you know, who's going to be what different slots of that, that wide receiver has been a really interesting position for several years where it always just felt like there was this abundance of riches and trying to find ways to fit a lot of these guys in. But this year it feels sort of like a very clear split of those two. And then there, there's a lot of guys fighting for potential spots after that.
1: Can you see my list from your camera? You told me we were going to be talking about this and I wrote down a few positions and you're just going right down. That.
0: Really? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I, well, that's yeah. a good sign that it shows that this is probably the consensus idea.
1: Yeah, the wide receiver position really is um, top heavy uh, because you're trying to replace Rashad Perryman. But if you remember last year, Rashad Perryman was your three the entire year. And uh, you know, in the early weeks, the first seven or eight weeks of the season, the coaches had to keep telling, uh, questioning members of the media that Rashad was playing just fine. He was doing exactly what they wanted to. There were just no numbers there. If you recall, there was a, there was a group of people that thought it was urgent that the Buccaneers cut Rashad Perryman. Uh, before the deadline last year in order to help with their uh, pit story pick formula and Bucks didn't want to do that and as it turned out that was a good thing because he was very much needed at the end of the year but um, you know your third receiver last year was a guy playing really well and he still wasn't getting hardly any stats which is just because you got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and then you had and even more so now you have all these tight ends that can catch passes so there's only so many footballs to go around and the third receiver wasn't getting a lot of targets. So it is a big battle there, but I don't think it's a huge problem that uh, that there's not really necessarily an established number three yet. There are some good options. Obviously, Tyler Johnson was drafted in the fifth round, and he's a guy that just has a knack for getting open. He might be considered the favorite, but you also have Scotty Miller and Justin Watson and a number of other young players. And I, I don't want to forget about Scotty Miller because I do believe he's got a real chance to play a lot next year. Just that speed really really does change things. And while he played on the majority of his snaps on the outside last year, uh, I can still see him having a role in the slot because I remember during the draft process after we picked him watching his highlight films from Bowling Green, and uh, he did a lot of great things out of slot with the ball in his hands. So um, Scotty Miller is really one to watch. Uh, but, yeah, that's a very good competition right there.
0: And then you brought up, you know, just how many balls there are to go around and and the tight end position. And um, I know that's one that's obviously gotten a lot of attention this offseason for good reason. So, you know, looking at you have, of course, Gronk and Cam and OJ, and then you also have guys like Tanner Hudson and Anthony Auclair. How do you think that room shakes out? And what are the different roles that the different guys could take?
1: Yeah, the question is, how many are we going to try to find room for on the roster? Because you just mentioned, I think, I don't know if you said them all, but there's there's five guys Mm -hmm. easily that you can keep. You You get Gronk, obviously, and you know what Cam can do, O.J. Howard. Uh, they love Anthony Alclair as a blocker, and he gets in in a lot of two two uh, tight end sets for that reason. Although I don't know how much that role uh, shrinks with Rob Gronkowski around because he's such a great blocker. And, yeah, Tanner Hudson's a very intriguing guy that, uh, you know, they kept on the roster all last year in the preseason. He showed he has really, really good hands, a very good pass catcher, and would probably have to follow a career arc a little bit like uh, Cam Braid himself did where he – you could see right away he had potential as a pass catcher and he just had to work on his blocking as, as time when seasons went on. So uh, it's hard to keep five tight ends though. That's a lot of tight ends. You're going to be losing at some other position. You, you might want to keep six, a sixth receiver instead or a fifth or fourth running back. So um, that's a pretty good battle. That being said, your top three are kind of obvious there with, with uh, Gronkowski and, and Brayton Howard. So that, that's a really I don't know if there's a lot of teams that can match that talent at the tight end position. So however it shakes out, it's going to be a really good group.
0: Yeah, and of course, a lot of times we forget how much special teams can play a part in some of those roster decisions. That it's not just saying, oh, we want X number of tight ends on the roster. That, yeah, if you keep another tight end and maybe those guys aren't as much of your special teamers as a linebacker or someone else might be, that 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 could end up being a factor less about their tight end play and more about who you need on the special teams front. Um, we'll, we'll close with this last position uh, group I want to hear out, outside linebacker uh, I wanted to hear for you of course we know about you know JPP and we know about Shaq but what that rotation could look like you don't have Carl Nassib this year you know are you, are you hoping that Anthony Nelson could play a bigger role what does that position look like to you
1: yeah it's, it's pretty much exactly like the receiver position which you have two starters that you're absolutely thrilled with you have the NFL sack king and uh, reigning king and Shaq Barrett And you have Jason Pierre-Paul, who both either resigned or received the franchise tag uh, back in March. And that was a priority for the Buccaneers to keep that front intact. And that meant keeping those two and Indom Kinsu in the middle. And I mean, it's hard to ask for much more. There wasn't any other duo in the NFL of outside linebackers or edge rushers that produced 28 sacks between them. And you saw how JPP finished the season on a rush. Probably he was still that, that rounding into his top form at that point after missing most of the first half of the season. Um, you can't ask for a much better starting, starting point than those two, but there's virtually nothing behind those two that's proven. And Anthony Nelson would have been the first one I would have said. You already brought that up. And they I remember how happy they were to get him in the fourth round in 2019. They thought it was a steal. So I'm hoping that Anthony Nelson can basically round into a, the Carl Nassim role and, and take that number of snaps because you absolutely have to have at least three guys rotating in and out. Uh, I know Jason Pierre Paul never really likes to come off the field, but he has to get some rest sometime, especially if the, it's a long drive. So Anthony Nelson uh, is probably the first guy there. Also realize that there are three or four spots left on the roster right now. Usually you run at a full 90 all throughout the off season because of practices but that wasn't really necessary this year. So Jason Light and Bruce Arians purposely left a few spots open and they said if they bring anybody in there, it would probably be veterans who know what they're doing that they can mix in quickly and Bruce Arians specifically said the positions of inside linebacker and outside linebacker as spots that, that could be added to and there would probably be, need to be somebody who could contribute on special teams, but you could have somebody uh, come in and, and fit in the mix there and maybe make that picture look a little bit better.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, man. So many different position battles to watch. Can't wait to actually see the guys back on the field again. Thanks to all of you for joining us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite, and we'll see you next week.